Welcome, welcome, welcome to the latest episode of Chips and Bits. I am Kenny Myers, and with me as always is my lovely, beautiful partner. You want to say your name, or should I say your name? Go for it. Matthew Anderson, or Maddie, as he likes to be called. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I do not like to be called that. Maddie. And so Maddie and I, uh, today we're talking about um, one of our favorite series is, is yep. uh, Mass Effect and the third one. And, and for the first time, uh, well, there's two first times, actually. On there this are? One. Yes, there are. Um, oh. Yeah, well, the first, first first time is that we got a new home. Oh, yes, that is true. We did get a new, well, the, the podcast has a new home. Uh, we have... Right, uh, chips and bits... The website and the Facebook page and the collectible action figures and the yeah. collectible sex toys, which we don't really talk about. Yeah, um, those are those are still where they used to be. Those are all available at the stores that you frequent, slash yeah. the websites you go to. But the uh, the, the podcast, uh, though we'll still be posting links to it from all those places, um, we have joined forces with uh, with a new podcast network called Third Avenue Radio. Yep, it's, it's pretty uh, awesome. It's pretty awesome. It was created by uh, one of our good friends, <clears throat> Jeff Croft. Uh, he he pleasantly uh, allowed us to pollute his wonderful shows with this show. With nerdy gaming news. Yeah, and uh, we hope to do uh, we hope to do that justice. So uh, yeah, you can uh, you can get our uh, show link now. Let's see, the new link is for the podcast is Third uh, yeah, third like the number, so it's three R D A V E R A D dot I O. Thus making it one of the hardest URLs to say in any recorded format. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. So uh, uh yeah, yeah, so what's it's gonna be awesome. Like we're the uh, he's building it out and we think it's a great place and we're happy to come aboard. Yeah, yep, we certainly are. To talk about video games. Yep. Uh, so what was the other first time? Oh, oh, the right. The first first, the second first, really, is that this is the first podcast that we've ever re-recorded. The first topic, really, that we've ever decided to approach again. Achievement unlocked. Achievement unlocked. Yeah. Mostly it was because Matt is terrible at podcasting and we had to re-record. I would be willing to bet that all of our listeners could guess why we're re-recording this podcast, Kenny. Why do you think we're re-recording it? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let that let our imaginations run wild. Oh, because of infighting. <laughs> nope, there will be no infighting. Creative differences. Oh, maybe. The reason we're re-recording <clears throat> is because the last version of this was probably like the meanest, like cynical, uh, like crappiest podcast we've ever made. Yeah, and. Really, it just ended up being boring, and we both agreed, so now we're going to do it better. Yeah, it's still going to be boring, but it's not going to be any of these those other things. So let's get to it. So let's get to it. Dr. Segway, helping yep. us push through that one. <laughs> so let's get to it. Jesus. So we're talking about Mass Effect 3. Talking about Mass Effect 3. The, uh, the most recent uh, Talking like a DJ. Do you, yep. you ever watch Parks and Recreation? 
No, I don't. There's this character, this, these disc jockeys. I forget what the first guy's name is. It's like Timothy and the douche. And the douche is the secondary character. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you're the douche. Really? Yeah, just saying. Just throwing that out there. Not the straight man, the douche. Let's, Interesting. Let's move forward. Mass Effect 3. Mass Effect 3. So, Mass Effect 3. Yes. Mass Effect a, 3. Had a lot of uh, a lot of things to live up to, I, I would say. Are you referring to Mass Effect 3? I am. Well, I'm referring to, you know, the, the huge uh, empty void of expectation that I had <laughs> leading up to this game and, and all the things that I wanted it to be. Right. So, it came out. So there, it, it, re- it reached the first expectation. It did. It was released, which was great. Which was great. Which we all agreed upon in committee was great. Yes. We've taken a vote, and, and you and I have both unanimously agreed that the fact that the game came out was fantastic. Well, yeah, sure. Okay. Still up for debate. Still up for debate. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I mean, there aren't, there aren't, I can't think of another game that at least for me personally, and I know it doesn't have to be everyone's you know favorite video game series, but Mass Effect uh, as a whole, as, as a video game series, uh, I, I have to say it's probably my favorite video game series ever in my whole life. Well, I think more importantly than whatever you feel about this video game, Mass Effect was the game that, that brought us together. Yes, very good point. I mean, we, we knew each other. Uh, prior to Mass Effect 2 yeah. coming out. but um, Well, we kind of knew each other. Matt has this habit of just being the most forgetful person on the planet. It's not a habit, it's a skill. <laughs> Literally, every, every person who he introduces to himself with, or whatever you call that, apparently I'm just not forming sentences. Who had Matt introduced 12 for Niner? Wow. Six. Uh, everyone who, who meets him is like, Hi, I'm Billy. And he's like, I'm Matt. We've met. Yeah. And you enjoy it, too, you fucker. <laughs> I do. It's fun. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? Mass Effect? I, th- I was trying to talk about Mass Effect. <laughs> Continue. Mass Effect. <laughs> you had brought up a really good point that it's the game that uh, brought, brought us together. together. Um, and I was, you know, not disagreeing with you, but I was going to mostly clarify. brought up a really it, good point that people don't remember who you are, so that's why... Right, that's why that's why you took us off the rails there for right. a good reason. Well, it converged back on, this is the game that made me remember your face. Yeah, that's true. And it gave us a reason to start talking more often, specifically about video games, which, you know, you can uh, connect the dots. Now we're podcasting about Mass Effect 3, however many years later. Uh, and, you know, this is the result of that relationship blossoming from Mass Effect 2. Like a flower, like a Georgia O'Keeffe painting. Yes, Beautifully put. Thank you. Um, so, where should we start, Kenny? We should start with the weeks up. Uh, follow. Oh God, what is wrong with me? Are you drunk? I'm trying to be, but I just started on the beer one, so wow. there's no way. So you're saying you're even failing at being drunk? I'm even failing. <laughs> uh, uh, don't make me cry again. You know what that does to me. <laughs> um. The weeks leading up to the release, when we were actually playing Mass Effect 3. Uh, as in the demo? As in the multiplayer demo. Yeah. Um, that was surprising. Yeah, it was surprising that it was so fun. Yeah, it was very, very surprising. Because 
A lot of times when these games add on multiplayer, especially if they're really heavily single-player driven, which the Mass Effect series is, um, you're, they attach it on, and it's like, you know, attack each other with the two guns in the game or some shit like that. Yep. Uh, but they did a really good job at this. And not only that, but they actually were able to include it in the game's narrative itself, which was pretty interesting. Yeah. They made, and they made, uh, you know... Uh, quite a few arguably questionable decisions as far as um, uh, locking you down to a certain number of powers and certain weapons and things like that, uh, which which could have been implemented poorly. Yeah. Um, and I felt like once you got used to um, how they set things up, uh, it, it removed the focus from, from the meaningless things and put it on talking and setting up your strategies and figuring out how the different classes worked with each other. And uh, yeah, it proved to be very, very... Uh, interesting and, and fun. Yeah, it was awesome. Like, the first time we tried playing it, I think it was very frustrating, but we all had fun. Like, we all really enjoyed it. But the second time, when we realized that we all, if we all just, like, stayed together mm-hmm. and worked together, we just started dis- decimating uh, the same people again and again. Yep, yeah. And it's funny because, you know, it, technically, it's it shares, obviously, tons of similarities with other multiplayer games um, that we've played. But uh, for some reason, however they put the pieces together, the strategy was was entirely different than what I thought it would be when we first started playing. And uh, that's kind of what you were talking about. I mean, when when we got done the first night, I was like, yeah, it's cool. It's Mass Effect. It's not bad by any stretch. But I'm not sure if it was super, you know, fun and compelling. And, uh, yeah, once we figured out that each different class, how how to work together and how to stick together as a group, it it got really, really good. Yeah, and so, like... Four or five weeks every Sunday, we would get together and play this game even before the game itself came out, which is yep. kind of surprising. This is a yep. group who spent a lot of weeks playing Gears of War together. That was That's kind true. of our thing. So yeah. Mass Effect sort of the similar, the multiplayer is similar where they send waves after waves of bad guys after you, and you essentially have to survive with teammates. It's not like versus or anything. Right. So it was it was great. Uh, we we had a we had a good time. Yeah, so uh, I mean, kudos to uh, to Bioware for first of all not making that suck, um, but for second, I mean, it it certainly worked very very well. Uh, contrary to all the other bullshit that EA tried to pull from from marketing campaigns, uh, that worked really well in uh, reminding me that the game was coming and building up the hype and the anticipation for for playing it. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, um, and that's it. I'm out of good things. You told me to think of good things for the game, and I'm done. You're done? No, I'm not. I really like the single-player game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Matt told me, he sent me a like text like an hour before the podcast that was like, think of all the great things in Mass Effect. It was like like a, a dad on vacation, like yeah. trying to make the best out of the car breaking down. Well, like I said, I, I'm, I'm trying to leave it up to the listener's imagination as to why we needed to re-record, but... Yes, it was a very passive-aggressive uh, text of me. I'm sorry, Kenny. No, 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 no. It wasn't passive Listen, let's not air our dirty laundry on this podcast. <laughs> it hurts me. It hurts you. I just didn't I didn't want to come to this. Uh, so multiplayer was surprisingly good. The game came out. Uh, you finished it really quick. <laughs> I finished it in about a week. Yeah, you, you like just plowed through that. I was just like, I love this game. Yeah, well, see, I love it too, but man, I just could not finish it as fast as you could. That's because you're always like, I'm so busy. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. That's you. Like, that's you do that all the time. That's true. Um, 
So the uh, the game starts out uh, just like the demo does. So if any for for you know when I was going through it, I was like, oh, this is the opening to the demo level, uh, and I didn't get too excited. But uh, you know they left some stuff out <laughs> from the uh, from the demo, so there was at least enough new stuff in that opening level that I felt good playing it again. Yeah, but uh, I played that, through that opening level in the demo, by the way, four times. Yeah, um, I just I only brought it up because sometimes that's tricky. You know, they they release you know, the demo ahead of time. Sometimes it's so... Yeah, they so... left out narrative. Like, they left out interesting narrative points. Right. Which I thought Usually was a it's... good way to do it. Yeah, it can be so much of the game sometimes that then you go and you're, you feel like you're replaying it again. It's kind of irritating. But in this case, you know, I thought that worked really well. And uh, pretty quickly, uh, you re-experience um, what, in my opinion, is, again, just one of the best things about uh, the Mass Effect series. But in my opinion, was... The, the absolute greatest in Man, Mass you're Effect. you're like a skipping record tonight. Am I? Yeah, I think you said Mass Effect 3 like 17 times, and you just said, in my opinion, with like in the same sentence fragment. Uh, we'll have to chalk it up to instant replay. Instant, that's true. Yeah. So, in your opinion about Mass Effect 3. Well, actually, Kenny. <laughs> well, actually. So, uh, let's begin. No, what I was going to say is that what I thought they did the best job at, uh, which, again, they did they did a good job in every game, so that's it's weird to point out, but it was very, very good in this game, and that was how they tied emotional situations into, like, segues between the different, I, I don't want to call them chapters, but, like, uh, pretty much planets or, or mission sections. You know, they, they did a really good job of... Right. So, like, the best part about Mass Effect, the part that's never advertised or, or anything, and I just had a buddy who beat Mass Effect 2, and the same goes for 3. It's, like, back in the day when you used to play Final Fantasy, as you used to love and play Final Fantasy, Matt, um, mm-hmm. you would go through and you get this beautiful cutscene after a sequence. And, like, it was, like, this good reward mechanism. It's, like, you, you fucking chop through... A huge map, and it's, it's a little repetitive, but at the end you get this beautiful narrative and story sequence. Yep. And in Mass Effect, you get to talk to your characters and they have new things to say. That is yep. always the best reward of the entire game. It's, you get to, like, his, if you think about what you're actually doing, it's like the stupidest thing on the planet. <laughs> like, you're actually like, ooh, I get to go sit and stand and watch characters interact through set dialogue. Yeah, it just is like if like if someone walks in on the room having never experienced video games, they'd be like, "Why don't you just go fucking talk to a real person?" <laughs> well, that's but true. Garrus is a real person. He's my friend. Yes, and uh, I mean that's like the reward mechanism. For some reason, the the conversations are more uh, like are a reward for all the action and gameplay. Yeah, you you certainly do go through all the firefighting and, and setting up all of your skills and all that just so you can get to the next point where you find out what the hell's going on in Garrus's home planet, you know, because you want to know. In your opinion. In my opinion. Mass Effect. Yeah, and it's just my opinion. It is. Your but opinion. I thought I thought that was gr- I thought that was great, and not not just the. Uh, and they did know. it again. Like Mass Effect Two was phenomenal for it. It was. Um, and Mass Effect Three is it was the same deal, even though some of the characters weren't as likable. Uh, yeah, and you know, I, I will say too, with a caveat, that I do feel they made a little bit of a trade. So while I felt like the um, kind of the, the cutscenes and and the drivers of the narrative, like uh, key characters being you know killed 
uh, and certain things happening in the story were way more emotional emotional to me in Mass Effect Three. Yeah, uh, I did miss the um, the loyalty missions. There weren't any of those. Yeah, so the so loyalty I... missions, which I'll happily explain and, and interrupt you for, sure, were uh, missions you did in Mass Effect Two. Were essentially they're driven by uh, all the characters you get in your party. And essentially, you do that to earn their loyalty, which makes them actually like more likely to survive the ending of the game. I, I love that. In my uh, opinion, yeah, I, I love that someone would be listening to our Mass Effect Three podcast in which we're just spoiling the hell out of the game, and and you assume that they haven't played Mass Effect Two. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to. <laughs> we have a new audience now. Yeah, I know. It's I, I'm I'm glad you're being thorough. In my opinion, Mass yes. Effect. So yeah, that was the, though. I thought the emotional stuff was way better. I did miss those. I wish. I wish they were there quite a few times. They, well, they kind of had different types of. They didn't have loyalty missions, but they had like characters you don't get in your party missions. Yeah, I mean, sure. That it already built up the loyalty, right. so it would have been. They're, they're also like the really boring characters. <laughs> so it was like, oh sweet Jacob. Yeah. How's, How's he doing? Oh, this, oh well, that's, see, that's great. He's doing he's doing good. He's well, at least he was only in there for like fifteen minutes, and you you didn't have to talk to him if you didn't want to. What the fuck, like fucking Ashley's in there for the whole game. No, you could get her killed, man. Well, that's actually, I think, the greatest gift of Bioware developers. That's actually the <laughs> smartest decision they've made. You can kill Ashley in game one and never have to deal with her again. Yeah. Well, you know. Possibly, Kenny, there's someone out there that hasn't played Mass Effect 1, so why don't you tell them how they could, could do that? <laughs> you see, in Mass Effect 1, you're trying to become a Spectre, but you don't mm-hmm. know it when the game begins. Wait, what's a Spectre? <laughs> uh, in my opinion. Uh, in yeah, Mass well, I, I, I wish I would have killed Ashley, because she, she was pretty atrocious in the first game, but forgivable at least. In case you're wondering... In order to make decisions, you have to actually move the controller stack so that it selects certain dialogue tree options. Yeah. I would have had to actually hover over Kill Ashley. Right. Which I would have happily done if that's what the option said, because I would have known what I was getting myself into. But I didn't. No. And now she's alive, and she's in Mass Effect 3. And may and or may not have survived. She's arguably the worst part about Mass Effect 3. I mean, that, and it's... Yeah. Yeah, she's my least favorite thing about Mass Effect. I think if we're talking about the the duration of the the game, then yes, she is the worst thing about Mass yep. Effect, and just just noticeably worse than other things that are. Kind I of actually bad. enjoyed the glitches and the freezes right. in the game more than I enjoyed Ashley's dialogue. Yeah, I, even if I go all the way back to really tedious and annoying things like planet mining in yeah. Mass Effect Two, that was more enjoyable than even looking at Ashley's face. You're like, wow, this is peaceful. It's way better than talking to Ashley. Yeah, I can I can grab something to drink and, you know, just kind of coast through these planets even though it's annoying. But Ashley, ugh. Ugh. She's the worst. The worst. Yeah. Um, what else can we talk about? Um, uh, how about... Well, <laughs> another problem that we run into constantly on this fucking show is that our first playthroughs are always pretty much the same characters. Even yeah. in a game with multiple options and multiple choices, you and I tend to actually have the same person. 
Well, I mean, to be fair, we are playing uh, and then subsequently podcasting about games because we love them. You know, it, even though it makes wait, 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 hold, hold. You just leaked a little Canadian onto this podcast. Do you know that? Did I really? Oh, you totally did. Dude, I try really hard not to do that. It was so great. Man, was it? I, I wish I could replay it. Uh, I, I wish I knew what it was. you just have to tell us what you're talking about. Mm, I see. If you, if you never noticed that I have a Canadian accent, you asshole. <laughs> I, I am from Canada. Yeah, it, it's pretty boring. Well, this goes back to you being forgettable. Like, your voice is pretty boring. That's true. But occasionally you have this Canada flavor kick in. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty awesome. God damn it. I don't even remember what I was talking about now. Eh? Hmm. Oh, yeah. What I was saying is, uh, to be fair, we, we, uh, we play video games and then podcast them because we love them so much. So it, even though it makes logical sense for us to try and strategize ahead of time so that we could have more different paths to talk about and make the podcast more, uh, I don't know, intellectually stimulating, um, you know, then it, it wouldn't be fun for the person that had to play yeah, the but path. How, how, I mean, there's some, there's some psychology there about the people you become friends with are generally share the same interests as you and play apparently as a male John Shepard, who's a paragon and, uh, saves all his crew. That's true. We did, we did actually make a different choice on, on lovers, I believe. Uh, I don't, did we? Well, yeah, I, I, uh, uh, game one, game one being Mass Effect one, right? Uh, I chose Ashley. Game two, it oh, was. Oh wow! Uh, you chose Ashley. Did I, did I just hear those words come out of your mouth? Listen, it was the safe choice. All right, fine. Um, and then I chose what's her name, Miranda. Yeah. And then I stuck with Miranda for game three because I thought I would be rewarded, but you aren't rewarded. It's, it's literally like a two-second sequence that's like, Shepard, stay safe. <laughs> <laughs> and I got was to that, really? and I'm like, fuck you. I'm going to go, yeah. like, I'm going to go have, I might even go have sex with Ashley. Mm. I wonder yes. what that's like. Like, anyway. <laughs> well, I did not do that. I uh, went with Liara, and then uh, I cheated on Liara with Miranda. Right. In, game, in game two. And then uh, I got back with Liara in Mass Effect 3. Nice, bro. And it was great. Nice. Yeah, it was it was good. And you got a funny little sequence about it, I heard. I did. Well, yeah, I got the gift, which which you didn't get. No. Fuck. Yeah, at the very end. Um, Don't after spoil the, it. I, I won't tell you, but after the buildup, which I we mean, should... Spoil it for everyone else, but not for me. <laughs> All right, plug your ears then, Kenny. Okay, ready? Go. Yeah. So right after the build-up, which we should also talk about, Liara, if you have romanced her effectively, uh, gives you a nice present. And uh, I guess I shouldn't leave that one up to your imagination, but I will continue to do that. <laughs> you can look it up online if you want to see it. Just Google uh, Liara's gift, and hopefully that comes up with what I think it will. Okay. Is that, all done? Yeah. Did you get, yeah, yeah. get everything in? Mm-hmm. Okay. It wasn't um, chlamydia, was it? Dude. The gift that keeps on giving. You were supposed to carry your ears. I know. But you know me. Curiosity and cats and whatnot. Um, so I don't know about you, Kenny, but I certainly felt that uh, 
Yes, in lieu of removing things like the the old boring planet mining uh, and having already removed uh, such in-depth weapon customization that I never really felt bored a single time that I can think of when I was playing Mass Effect 3. Yeah, well, I played it for a week, in a week, so I don't think I was bored. I don't think you were. I mean, it was in... And I only bring that up because even the greatest games that I can think of, there's still that one, like Uncharted 3, you know, the fucking desert scene. I don't know. Uncharted 2 wasn't boring. Uncharted 2 was not boring. Yeah, you're right. So Uncharted 2 is another good example. Actually, the greatest games you've ever played, there's usually not something boring. That's why they're the greatest games you've ever played. No, but that's what I'm saying. Even the greatest ones um, have some boring. I I know that's what you're saying, but what I'm saying is that's not actually how you feel. What you're trying to tell me is that I'm wrong, and that that's fine. In my opinion, Mass Effect. Well, actually. Well, actually. Yeah, so it, there there was never a boring moment. Let's uh, get to it. It was great. Yeah, it was <laughs> really great. Um, uh, no, it, there was some glitches, though, man. My game like glitched like crazy. Like I had Poltergeist Shepard, whose head was turning. Yeah. There, yeah. Was, there was, like, my game, when I was on... Oh, man, the scariest thing happened. When I was on the, the last mission... Yeah. And there's a scene where you actually jump into this beam that uh, sends you up to the, uh, whatever it's called, the Citadel. Yeah. Uh, my game froze right before that sequence. Oh, God. And so the first thing I thought was, I have to do the entire, like, four-hour sequence before that all over again. Yeah, that would have that would have not been good. But, of course, Bioware thought of that, and they had an autosave right there. They knew you were going to want to, you know, get right to that ending. They knew I were going to freeze. What ending? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, so, uh, what, I'm, I feel like we're forgetting something. Well, the weapons the weapons were okay. The weapons actually weren't that interesting in this game, I thought. Nor was the customization. I, I don't think they were, uh, I don't think they were interesting. I'm just saying that, like... The story was really sad. And from what my little brother tells me, who played as a renegade, it's even worse as a renegade. But... Like, it's supposed to be a story with really high stakes, and they really, like, deliver on that. I didn't know your brother played as Renegade. Maybe I I should have done the podcast with him instead, maybe. Yeah, well, he is more likable than I am. Hmm. Note to self. Podcast with Andrew. We can invite him on. Yeah, maybe we should have him talk about uh, Renegade. We should. Actually, we should. Hold on a minute. (laughs) Let me bring him in. Can you do that? Uh, yeah, it, it just take a second. Wow, this is going to be impromptu, live, on the spot. It's like the recording. future. This is great, because yeah. your your actual voice... Oh, shit, you know what? He's uh, he's currently uh, couch crashing. Uh-huh. Bummer. Well, serves him right for being a renegade. Yeah, he was so close to being internet famous, too. Oh, well. Yeah. You snooze, you lose. You snooze, you lose. But it's okay, because I'm going to play through it, and I'm sure I'll interrupt a podcast about another game with it. All right. So, yeah, uh, to kind of... It was really... I think another another point about Mass Effect 3, it was very, very good, because they didn't change much from Mass Effect 2, which was excellent, but I still think Mass Effect 2 was a better game than 3. Yeah, they got rid of, like, the planet mining. They brought back a little bit more of the weapon customization, you know. Got rid of the loyalty missions, but traded them for some other interesting things, like the Geth level, which was really weird and totally out of place and amazing. Yeah, so Matt's talking about, since 
I apparently can't explain things. Do you want me to explain this or just yeah, assume? No, no, no. Don't never assume that anyone's played the game, Kenny. Okay, good. So the Geth level is essentially like a fire. Like you're given a, a like you go into a mainframe. And it sounds really cheesy. Like everything <laughs> I'm about to tell you on paper sounds like it's absolutely horrible. You get transported, like digitized, into this mainframe, and you get like a fire hose weapon. And, a digital fire hose. And all you do is you delete the viruses from the Geth mainframe, and the virus is the Reaper threat, the bad guys. Like, they infected the Geth, which are these, like, Borg alien robot creatures with one hive mind. Uh, and all right, all right, all right, all right. Seriously, like, have you thought about this on paper? We yes, are fucking nerds. Like, they, we're the stuff that they make fun of in the 80s movies. Yes. They installed viruses, which look like weird bridges for some reason that you can spray your digital fire There's no way you can explain this without sounding like an asshole. But the good news is they tell the story of how the robotic uprising happened. Yeah, Yeah, they wrote a whole sub-story about why it makes sense for you to have a digital fire hose that you spray on viruses. And it sounds so cool. You have to play it. Like, what what have we become? I I I just, like... I just came to realization of where we were. I know. It, it was, I don't know how to explain it, but it was really well done. And it was, for some, for whatever reason, however they sold it to me, made it enough sounds sense. Like, sounds like a terrible Doctor Who episode. It actually ends up being a pretty decent mission. Yeah. It's, it's, it's either a decent mission in Mass Effect 3 or the sequel to Tron. The, the, <laughs> basically, no, your no it's like, it's not even the sequel to Tron. It's like, well, no, Tron was really terrible too. I was going to yeah. say the sequel to the sequel to Tron, but it turns out they were just pretty bad movies. <laughs> yes, true. <laughs> so, but but it, the story is better than both Trons, which really isn't saying much. It's like, yeah, the story was better than fucking, I don't know, Twilight or something. Mm, uh-oh. But even the story of Twilight was half decent. There. G- good job redeeming yourself there, Kenny. God. Who knows how many Twilight fans we picked up that, that we then we just lost that you had to win back. <laughs> um, so the, I, uh, I I would lobby for the final um, good th- great thing uh, about this game that we talk about that that fits in line with you know interesting things and, and action paced stuff and not being boring would be to talk about the I don't know what you call it but I guess the final sequence of events like the the build up. To what is the ending? You call that yeah. the climax. Uh, the climax. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Sorry, I, I was taught never to use that word. Oh, because it's sexual. Sometimes. Yeah. No, it's French Canadian. Oh, really? No. <laughs> so the... Did you just make a fucking Canada joke? You actually made a territorial Canada joke. <laughs> so the climax in Mass Effect Three is epic. It's a, it's an epic climax. It's an epic and climax. And I am just gushing with with um with really bad jokes. Save it. Save it. Oh god. Gushing with and I am just exploding with excitement to talk about it. Just gushing yes. all over the place. <laughs> I mean it is just like the all climax over podcast right now. I don't think I'll ever get that feeling again. Nice. Thank you. There you go. Um, yeah. So, you know, you do a lot of side missions in Mass Effect, and it, it, 
you know, you get to kind of pick and choose where you want to go and how you want to do those things. And it not only drives the action, but it gives you a chance to break things up if you want to. And then you get to the, the end and you get to what they have determined is the climax. And you start playing through this sequence of events that takes quite a while. It like, like it four was, hours to beat Yeah, it was, it was at least three but and a half hours. it was hours. so good. And it was so good. Just and like how the, the last actual battle is so intense and you're like running to machines and ugh. they're sending like hordes at you and you're going to fucking die if you don't do something. Yeah. And then, you know, you're running towards this giant beam uh, and then a fucking Reaper land. It's so good. Like, it's I don't even want to talk like about it. it. Like, they just set it up. It's probably one of the best climaxes in a game I've ever played. It's not, it's not like it doesn't disappoint at all. Yeah, it was. And it, that's not to say that the whole time it was, um, you know, crazy action. Right. Awesomeness. They, they, they try they to were... bring back all the characters in a meaningful way that aren't deceased yep. or anything. And they do it, they do it really well. Um, and they do it in a way that makes sense within like shepherd them. Like, like not all the characters magically show up. Right. Because that just doesn't make sense with what's going on. Right. They would never, characters would just not, never magically show up in yeah. the game. Yeah. That would so, not happen. So, um, unless you buy the DLC. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so it was great. It was fantastic. It was one of my favorite parts in any game I've ever played. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was probably probably the highlight of Mass Effect 3. Is, agreed. Is getting to the end. Yeah, getting to the end. So, I mean, that's pretty much it. Obviously, we really like this game. Uh, and we're running out of time. I've let this podcast even run further than we normally do. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just because I felt so bad that we re-recorded. Hmm. So, uh, you want, so that's it. Thanks for listening to us on Chips and Bits. I'm Kenny Myers. I am Matthew Anderson. And the ending to Mass Effect 3 was one of the worst disasters ever committed on gaming. I see, just when I think you're going to let it go. (laughs) Fuck that ending. Good night.